This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 21st, 2020. And, you know, we had some news out today. We had some economic reports out today and more stuff about the coronavirus. And I know you're probably getting tired of hearing it. But it seems to be taking a, uh, a toll on the market. So I think it's always important. And it might be taking a to- bigger toll on the economy than previously thought. So we have to, we have to consider that. So, I, I mean, even today, uh, WHO, World Health Organization, uh, a prominent analyst for them uh, said that the spread of the coronavirus is likely to have a continuing effect on global markets and here in the United States. Even though here in the United States we don't really have much of a coronavirus outbreak. Well, that's why you listen to Invest Talk, right? I mean, to get the most recent stuff on anything that's going to affect the market. And I think, I think that's why we need to talk about it because that's what's going to affect the market. And it's going to affect our economy. What affects our economy will affect the market. I'm Steve Pease, and I hope you'll call me today in this hour. That's where you're listening to Invest Talk. Uh, and we do this pro- radio program and podcast every day, Monday through Friday, through, um, you know, provided by our KPP Financial, our company. And I'm hoping to become, to help you become a better investor with this show. And one way we do that, Justin and I do that, is to answer questions. And of course, we end up, we we try to make you independent, and we try to give you unbiased information to and help you make good decisions on your investments. That's what the hope is, and hopefully you'll learn stuff, learn things about finances, learn things about the economy, and you know the more you know, the better informed you are, the better decisions you'll make. It's pretty simple, really. Now here at KPP Financial, we invest right along our clients. I call it parallel investing. And we buy and sell the same thing for our clients as we do for ourselves in our different programs. And our programs go from very, from pretty risky to hardly any risk at all. But each program, there's a risk level, and I'm in each one of those programs. So and I buy the same thing, same price, same percentage, and I have the same performance. And I really do. Even whether it's good or bad, I ride alongside with my clients. Okay. So, why don't we get started here? Our number is 888-99-CHART. You can ask questions. We will talk about anything financial. We call it our anytime listener line number. It's open right now. It's live, 888-992-4278. Okay. And remember, save the date, March 20th. On March 20th, Justin Klein will be meeting with uh, listeners in San Jose, California to conduct personalized portfolio reviews. Justin will sit down with you and go over your portfolio with an objective of helping you optimize your performance. These are no cost, no obligation consultations. But you got, but you got to register. You got to do it soon at investtalk.com. So March 20th for Justin in San Jose. Yes, I will be keeping my February 27th San Jose appointments. That's me, with me, but that's full. So we added a second day with Justin. So don't delay, you can register right now for the March date. My main talking point today concerns the report. A Yale economist says that the market may face a pretty serious reckoning 
as the coronavirus slows growth. The coronavirus may significantly weaken global economy that is already in a precarious position. Now, is that, do we really need to worry about that? Is that true that we are seeing that going to have a serious reckoning? I'll talk about it. I'll give you my perspective on that. I got other things I want to talk about. How about um, Morgan Stanley buys E-Trade? Did you see that? What's happening in the investment business? We'll go over that. And L Brands sells Victoria's Secret. Well, did they sell it? Really? Market compositions. Okay. Uh, what is happening in the various service sector, manufacturing sector, and what is it doing uh, to the economy? And how about side jobs in retirement? What can you do? You want to make a little extra money? What can you do besides being a greeter at Walmart? What can you do that's a little bit maybe more interesting and make some money? 28% of the retired people actually do this. So those are things I'm going to talk about. But what do you want to talk about? The market is was down today. The Dow was down 228 points and NASDAQ down 174 and the S&P down 35. So that was a pretty good down day today on top of yesterday's day down day. So, you know, I've been talking about the market in the last two weeks of my newsletter coming out today and last Friday. I said the market appears to be toppening, appears to be weakening. And I don't know if anybody believes me, but, but it appears to be to me that we might get a pullback. And I don't think you should worry about that. If it's just a pullback, that's health restoring. That's a question of how bad is that going to be? You know, is it going to be a 10% pullback? That would be great. If it's a 5% pullback, I think it's too little. If it's 20% pullback, that would be kind of scary, but still that would be fine. Anything, anything above 20, we're looking at a bear market. So that's what we're dealing with. Okay, you can call me now. Where lines are open, the number is 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Cooper from Kansas City. Wanted to get your thoughts on Valero, B-L-O, Want to know if you thought it was a good company. It looks like it's low 80s here. And, you know, it's making money, growing earnings, I believe, when it's a tough time for the oil market. So I uh, want to get your thoughts, see if you thought it was a good pickup here. Look forward to hearing the answer on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, Valero Energy, everybody. It's engaged in refining and marketing of fuels and other petroleum products in the U.S., Canada, and Aruba. Don't ask me why Aruba also. It just does. Uh, they're going to make $8.95 this year. Next year, they're scheduled to make $8.33. So it's a big jump up to this year from $5.89 last year. But the earnings have been kind of erratic, you know, up and down, up and down. Sales are slowly shrinking 3 to 10% per quarter the last four quarters. The four quarters before that, they were rising pretty significantly, 20% or more. So, you know, that's what you're dealing with. Uh, so the stock is at $82.90, going to make $8.33. So that's a 10 PE. Pays a 4.7% dividend. The five-year range is 6 to 20. So it's on the lower end of its range. It's not the lowest end of its range, but it's at the low. Um, you buy this for the dividend, 4.7%. You don't buy it for growth. Buy for the dividend. Can they sustain the dividend? Yes. They have a huge cash flow of $11.43 a share. So it's 
So, yeah, it's a good solid company. I like the oils because they got beat up and they're paying really high dividends now. So, because because they did get beat up. That's why they're paying the dividend yields are much higher. And yet, they're not paying that much out of their yield. I mean, 5% out of the $82 stock is $4 and they make $8.33 or $8.95 this year. So, they got plenty of room to pay the dividend. Huge cash flow to pay the dividend. So, that's not a problem. So I see nothing wrong with it. I mean, this is a support area right now, and the next support area comes in around seventy dollars. It's at eighty-two ninety now. So if it holds here, this is a good. Maybe you should buy a half now and see if it holds. If it holds and breaks above, I'd say eighty-eight. Buy the rest. If it doesn't hold, break goes down to mid low seventies. Buy the rest. Buy you know. So maybe you can buy a half position now. Anyways. VLO is the symbol, everybody. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And let me remind you that the Invest Talk radio program and its condensed podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with our unbiased commentary. Tell your friends about Invest Talk. I would appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Thank you. We're headed into break, and I'm taking your questions now at 888 99Chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. The weekend is here or almost here. The coronavirus is affecting the markets, but Steve Peasley is on the job and ready to take your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, the 10-year treasury, everybody, is down to 1.46%. Remember... As I said before, if the two-year and the 10-year invert, meaning the yield from the two-year is higher than the 10-year, that has been a sign of a recession in the future. So the two-year is 1.34%, and the 10-year came down to 1.46%. And it's, so, it, the, the, so the 10-year rallied today, reducing the yield. And that's we got to be careful on that. we got to watch it closely. That's not too far away from inverting. And what's happening there, what is simply happening is everybody's investing in the tenure because they're afraid. The world, I'm talking about the world, not just here in the United States. People you know, around the world are scared of what might happen because of this coronavirus. And so they've been flooding into our tenure treasury, driving down the yield, driving up the price. And that makes it closer to the two-year. The 30-year treasury dropped to an all-time low of 1.89%. Now, when I say percent, that's what the yield is. Yielding. That's what they're paying. So you hold on to something for 30 years and it's only going to pay you a 1.89% rate. While you can buy Valero over here and it's going to pay you 4.7%. Hmm. Hmm. Which one did you rather have? Is the two year treasury or the 30 year treasury? The treasury, US treasury is much safer than the yield from Valero. Hmm. That's up to you. Gold, $1,644 an ounce, up $24. Did you know that that's a seven-year high? Again, gold is also a flight to safety, is it not? People scared? Remember why gold goes up. Either the dollar goes down, causing the gold to go up, or the uh, or um, um, in, uh, uh, fear causes gold to go up, and that's what you're seeing here. That's what's driving it now, okay? And inflation, 
will drive it up. We don't have any inflation. Oil at $52 a barrel, you know, so that's pretty low too. And has been low and will continue to stay low because we have plenty of oil. And until the world economy starts firing in all, all pistons, you know, growing, returning to a nice growth pattern, oil is going to stay low because we've got plenty of it. And, of course, gasoline is going to stay low too. It, and the average price here in the U.S. is $2.46 per gallon. Did you know that ga- uh, gasoline uh, demand is going down in the United States? Going down, not up. So those are some of the numbers that kind of, you know, driving things. You know, there's other numbers too. I mean, for instance, the home builder stocks, Lenore Corporation, KB Home, Polte Group, we're all trading higher today. Well, why is that? Because earlier this week, January existing home sales numbers came out. And on an annualized basis, it's 5.46 million, down slightly from the month before, but the but the um, but the uh, the permits the permits jumped nine percent. So that tells you the permits building permits is a leading economic indicator because it's telling you what the future is going to be. The builders think they're going to be building more homes, want to build more homes because of if thirty-year mortgages down and they think they see a now economy that's strong. So there, that that's actually good news. We're a 13-year high for building permits. 13-year high. And we still have low interest rates. Oh, I think it's what, 3.5% as of today or this week for a 30-year fixed? Come on, that's great. Now, keep in mind that housing and construction equates to about 20% of our economy. So it's very, very important part of our economy. So that, yeah, if you're going to be a, a, an investor... And if you're going to invest your own money, you need to know what's going on in the economy. On the next Invest Talk, President Trump's top economic advisor says a recent decline in U.S. bond yields demonstrates a flight to safety, safer assets, and not a reflection of U.S. economic fundamentals. That story is going to be on Monday, everybody. I, I agree with that. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. That's our number. Uh, let's talk to uh, Dan in Sunnyvale. How are you doing, Dan? Hi, Steve. Good to talk to you and listen to you religiously. Um, I had a question about stock, uh, stock APM Corporation. It's been just incredibly volatile. I was thinking about getting back into it. I took some profits a while back, but it took a dive today after earnings. Okay. Okay, APN Corporation, APPN, headquarters out of Reston, Virginia, provides low-code software, whatever low-code software is, I don't know that, provides low-code software development platform that enables organizations to develop various applications. They don't make money. It's a very, it's a $3.2 billion stock. So it's a small-cap stock. But it's not a micro cap, it's just small. Sales are growing pretty hard, but they don't make money and never made money. 
any kind of company that ha- that does that is going to be volatile on you. Okay, because you have nothing really to base the value on. You have the only thing you can base it on is sales growth. Okay, the sales growth are seventeen percent in the most recent quarter, the fourth quarter of last year. That's down from twenty six percent the quarter before. So that might have something to do with it. You said it yeah, it dropped heavily of twenty two percent today. Yee. So let me see quickly, do you know what the news was on it? Something about their their earnings call didn't uh, investors yep. didn't, didn't like it very much. Yeah, it was below revenue. The revenue was below estimates. That's what it was. So revenue was up seventeen percent growth, but they expected a lot more, and so that's why it got crushed today. So if you do you own it already, Dan? Is that what you said? Uh, yes, sir. We're breaking up a little bit, but uh, yes, sir. Okay, well, don't sell it on a day like today because all the bad news is now in it. Um, it might have a follow-through, but now we have a weekend to think about it. I, it will probably, if you want, if you're going to hold it, wait for a bounce. I would wait for a bounce. If you think it's just going to continue, it, see, it doesn't make any money. For me, I don't own stocks that don't make money, as you know, Dan, if you listen to the show. I don't like to buy our own stocks that don't make money. Um, but it, and a, from a trade point of view, you wouldn't sell it on a down day like today. Now, it could have a follow-through more down days, but most likely it will bounce up. I don't know how soon, but it usually bounces and gets back half of the loss it made. So I wouldn't be surprised if it does that. But it's up to you if you want to hold on to it. I wouldn't hold on to it because it doesn't make any money. Appreciate the call, Dan. Thank you. My main talking point today concerns a report a Yale economist says that the markets may face a pretty serious reckoning as the coronavirus slows growth. They're talking about economic growth around the world. Not here, not necessarily here in the United States. We're going to be affected by it. But this guy, this guy, Yale economist, thinks it's going to affect the world growth, and that the the market participants, our investors and traders here in the United States, haven't really realized that. That's his point. They haven't really, uh, you know, take, taken that consideration. It's almost like a, it's not. they're not believing in it. He says a weaker global economy should mean financial markets are headed for a, a serious reckoning, meaning a correction. Well, that might be true, it, you know, but you can say that almost any time. Our markets are overvalued. I've been saying that for weeks and weeks now, and we are due for a correction. I've been saying that for a while. So this is nothing new. It's a matter of how much and when. He doesn't know either. Okay, now, will it, could the trigger be the coronavirus? Sure, it still could be. But I tell you, over recent days, it seems like the market has just kind of said, okay, we know all about the coronavirus. Yeah, uh-huh. It's not going to worry us too much. Now, Today, a little bit different story. Why? Because of some economic news that came out. That's why. And I'm going to share that with you before the end of the show. But that was a reason why the, the market reacted. Economic news. not And it wasn't terrible news. It was just a surprise to the downside. And that, that when the market gets surprised, they don't like it. And that's why the market was down. Dow was down 228 points, and NASDAQ down 174, and the S&P down 35. The NASDAQ and S&P were, on a percentage basis, is a lot worse than was the, the Dow. So that's why. Try not to, uh, you know, I try not to, whenever you read or listen to any headline news, 
try to think a little deeper about it. Try not to react to it. Because remember, everybody else is hearing the exact same thing you are. You do not want to react like the herd. Everybody else reacts. You wouldn't. You don't keep running with the herd over a cliff. Okay, so you try to sit back and say, okay, should I be running with the herd? Okay, maybe I should run with the herd. But man, I'm going to stay to the the edges of the herd because I want to get. I don't want to be in the middle of a stampede, up or down. Okay, so be very careful. Now. Here on Invest Talk, we are concerned with helping you manage your financial future. You know that. It's all about financial freedom. Your money is always important to me. Most people know that a good credit score can save money because they will be eligible for lower interest rates. So here's my uh, trivia question for today. What credit score rating range is used to classify excellent credit users and thereby, thereby save them money? And can a healthy credit score improve your romantic possibilities? I'll have that answer after the break. But now we're talking to, we're talking about the market. Any financial questions are welcome. 888-99-CHART. Good advice. Spread your money around. Stick to a well-thought-out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio. Want to talk about it? 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now. You know what my husband and I really want? I mean, after years of working and saving and investing, we want financial freedom. Financial freedom to do and live as we want. But our old 401k plan? It's out of date. It can't truly be working for us. You're listening to someone who would benefit from a personalized portfolio review, the kind of unbiased advice and sensible investment strategies offered in a no-cost preliminary consultation by KPP Financial. Sure, we feel confident about some of our investment decisions over the years, but retirement will get here someday, and we should cover our bases now. Get a valuable second opinion on your current financial picture. And KPP Financial doesn't impose unnecessary products or services so you can make informed decisions with your money. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking and shared success. KPP Financial. Okay. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, my trivia question that I asked before the break. What credit score rating range is used to classify excellent credit users and thereby, thereby save them money when they apply for loans? Here's the answer. Okay, let me start with the lowest one, the, the low score. Bad credit scores. 300 to 629 range. That'll make it difficult for you you to uh, to borrow money anyway. A few good options are left to you in that range. Fair credit, about 630 to 689. Gives you a little bit more choices, more options, but you'll likely pay higher interest rate and will be limited. Uh, limited to choice of credit cards, too. Good credit, 690 to 719 range. Can give you a lower interest rates and even more choices. And of course, excellent credit, 720 and up, gives you access to all rewards, 
credit cards, lowest interest rates on houses, cars, everything else. Now, while every credit defines its own credit creditor, creditor, creditor uh, defines its own range for credit scores, anything above 800 is considered super excellent. I guess they don't use the word super, but <laughs> as excellent, okay? So, that, that's the answer to that. Now, how about romantic possibilities? Okay, according to a new survey, a healthy credit score can improve your love life. <laughs> In the survey, 51% of Americans say they would not marry someone with a bad credit score, but would marry someone with a good credit score. of Americans admit they would not even accept a date with a person they know to have bad credit score. The survey found that the higher the credit score, the more likely a relationship will continue. So all you singles out there, get your credit scores up. Unless you don't, unless you want to remain single. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Now here comes another caller question. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin, this is Shelly calling from Washington, D.C. Love your show. Thanks for the the great advice you guys give. Question about something you mentioned on your February 18th podcast about coronavirus and the markets having it baked in. I've heard that before about interest rates, when the Fed's going to cut, that the market's already baked it in. Can you explain a little bit about what that means when you say the market's got that rate cut baked in or that, you know, the rates are reflective of what they think is going to happen with the coronavirus or the, the market valuations are. Thanks. Have a great day. Now, that's an excellent question. That's a very, very good question. How When, I, when we say or I say or my compa- compatriots say, well, it's already baked into the market. It's already reflected in the prices of things. And this goes back to how, learning the language of, of the stock market. There's a certain language. And one of the things you must learn that's crucial is that the stock market investors and traders always look forward. They don't, they don't price things based on what's happening today. They price things on what they think is going to happen tomorrow. So, I say, uh, when I say, well, I think that a lot of the coronavirus problems is already baked into the market, that's because investors are already looking down the road and seeing, well, how much damage is this going to do to the economy? And they're going to reflect that in the stock prices today. Now, the only time that that is not true is if their guess is wrong. For instance, I'm going to give you for instance, to today's instance, there was news about economic activity that surprised investors to the downside and the, the, the economic activity downsides numbers were based on coronavirus and therefore today they sold off on the market. So, always, 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 when I say, well, the earnings expectations are for X and if they come in through X, the stock could go down, even though they came in with the expectations that we thought they were going to come in with because that's what we already expected, and therefore we bake that price in. It's already into the price of the thing, into the stocks. So that's what I'm saying. Always, always look forward when you invest. I had a conversation with someone today about interest rates. I asked, do you think interest rates in general over the next few years are going to go up and down? And based on your opinion, 
what do you think the bonds are going to go up and down in value? So you have to look forward. Bonds today are valued based on what people think interest rates are going to be tomorrow or next week or next year and, you know, down the road. Always look forward. Always look forward. Now, it makes it difficult because you could be wrong. <laughs> the investors could be wrong. So they don't, they're not always right. I will say this. They have a pretty good track record. One of the things, one of the reasons why the S&P 500, the index itself, is, con- is a leading economic indicator. Remember, economic indicator, leading economic indicator, is because stocks prices usually go down or up before the economy turns down or goes up. If you don't believe me, think about 2008. March of 2008 was at the very bottom of the of the economy. I mean, very bottom of the stock market, but the economy was still showing negative numbers till April, May. But the stock market started to move up March 9th. That was the actual bottom. But the, the economy for two, three months later was still showing bad numbers. But the stock market was looking forward. It said, okay, it, 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 was, it was right. It was correct. Okay. Appreciate that call. That was an excellent call, by the way. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning, and it is packed with helpful information, lots of information. Market conditions this week, I talked about the economy. There wasn't a lot of economic numbers out this week. There just was not. But I talked about them. Housing was the most important. Okay. And I talked about what coming correction that we should see. So I, I, that's what was in the newsletter for on the, the uh, market conditions. Portfolio management section, um, well, we talked about the fundamentals of the businesses. We talked about emotion and driving most people, how to try to control the emotion, stay focused on cash flows and fundamentals of the business. So there's always, of course, you know, the newsletter goes into a lot more detail than I'm telling you because, you know, I can't go through all that detail. A couple stock ideas today. One was a very large chip maker. Uh, you know, there's not that many of them, right? There's just not. Um, and, uh, uh, and I talked about a particular investment fund uh, that might be of interest to people. These are stock ideas. I, they're not recommendations, but I do like the ones that I put in there. Consumer Watch, do you need life insurance? Hardly anybody asks that question. They don't, you don't. You just buy it because someone's selling to you. But do you need it? It's a need, not a want. You should not want life insurance. Do you need it? And I went through the reasons for needing insurance, not wanting insurance, and what kind of life insurance you should buy. Remember my back when I started in the insurance business. So that was the newsletter today. Uh, that one down, goes out every Friday. Uh, there's a lot of valuable information in that premium, KBP premium newsletter, and I do it every Friday, each week. It's easy to subscribe if you're interested in it directly through investtalk.com. That's where you subscribe. And after subscribing, you will see the full report each Friday, about before noon, usually. It'll be directly, it goes directly into your, in, your inbox. Okay. Uh, so if it's something you're interested in, I'd be happy to send it to you. Okay, and if you have questions, just reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. You can call our Irvine, California office or just send us a message through the investtalk.com email. 
we answer our emails. We're pretty diligent. Okay, let's keep the show moving. Here comes another caller question. Hi, Steve. This is Narisha. I am a new investor, and I was wondering if Eros International, E-R-O-S, I was wondering if that is a good company to invest into. One of my friends recently invested into it, and it has been dropping, but I saw that today it has really gone up a lot, um, about 10 to 15%, I believe. Um, is this something to get into, and will you predict that this will continue to rise, or is this something we should just continue watching and maybe wait for it to come down a little lower? Let me know. Thank you. The answer is no. Do not invest in it. Okay, two things. One, never buy a tip from anybody. By the time you hear about it, it's too late. Never buy an investment tip, ever. Don't. It won't work. Number two, never buy a stock that doesn't make money. This stock is not, has not made money in a number of years. It is supposed to make money next year, 30 cents a share. It's a $2.63 stock, but this is this stock is extremely erratic in sales and even in earnings. I mean, 2013, it made 55 cents. 2015, it made 74 cents a share. 2018, it lost 36 cents. 2019, it lost $5.99 a share. Last year, uh, actually, it's going to be this year, they'll lose 7 cents. Next year, they're predicted to make 30 cents. Now, this is not a good investment. It's a very tiny company. Too highly risk, EROS assemble, Aurora's International, co-producers, acquires, and distributes Indian language films in multiple formats worldwide. No, do not buy it. Stay away from it. You're wasting your money. Okay, thanks for the call. Now, remember, you're just learning, and this is a good lesson to learn. Always buy companies that make money. Don't, don't focus on losers. Don't think you're going to get this huge winner. I'm, oh, I made 10,000% on this. No, that does not happen. It might happen. It's like winning the lottery. It happens to other people, but not to you and me. So don't try it. That's called gambling. Don't try it. I see Peasley and you're listening to Invest Talk. As you make your investment choices, there will always be a bit of fear and, of course, greed as well. So, But fear creeps into your judgment process, and the fear comes from your risk perception, how much risk you're taking. And, of course, my, my advice for dealing with that is to define what risk comfort you have. Where's your risk comfort zone? How do you figure that out? It's difficult. But at KPP Financial, my firm, we can help you with that. We have what was called a free online tool called Investor, called in Riskalyze at Investor. That's the tool. Riskalyze. It's a short questionnaire and tries to gauge your personal risk tolerance. And it gives you a score from zero to 100, of which 80 is the risk of the S&P 500. But where do you rain on that? And then what is what kind of risk are you taking in your portfolio? This is this is a good tool. It's not perfect, but it's a good tool. But now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99 chart. This is Invest Talk. Steve Peasley will be in San Jose, California to conduct his no-cost and no obligation portfolio review consultations on February 27th. But Steve has already filled his appointment schedule for that day. So, a new consultation date has been added on March 20th 
Justin Klein will travel to San Jose. Serious investors should go to the Portfolio Review page at investtalk.com and register early for the best times. And now, you want unbiased answers, and Steve and Justin are ready to take your questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to go to North Carolina and talk to Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi. Uh, hi, Charlotte. Uh, sorry. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, I have a question on gold. So, I've been, mm-hmm, I've been yes. thinking of uh, investing some of my capital into gold. And uh, I was wondering if I should go go for a, a proper a regular gold ETF like the GLD, or should I go to uh, the gold miners ETF like the GDX or GDXJ? Uh, because okay. I mean, my thinking is uh, the miners ETF would probably give me div- a dividend as well. Yeah, I kind of like GDX myself. GDX, everybody, is the exchange-traded fund seeking performance to correspond to the New York Stock Exchange ARCA Gold Miners Index. So it's with the gold miners. It only pays a small dividend, though. You know that, right, Ruby? Uh, Six-tenths of one percent. But it does pay a dividend. Gold, GLD, is the ETF for the price of gold, and it will move up and down with the price of gold. So it's really a preference, what you prefer. I would not do the leveraged ones, though. I, I'm not I'm not keen on the leveraged ones because they don't track like they say they're supposed to track. They do a pretty good job, but they don't track perfectly. And when a gold price is volatile, they tracking their tracking area grows. In other words, it, wor- it gets worse. If gold is very volatile, up and down, up and down, up and down, the tracking area gets worse and worse and worse. If it goes in one direction, their tracking area is much less. But, you know, right now it's been pretty good because it's been gold has been going up. Gold is going to be a good hedge against a falling market if that ever happens here. And it will happen someday. But I kind of like it. We we have in a couple of our programs a, a gold hedge. Good luck with it, Ruby. Hope it works for you. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. Margaret, Morgan Stanley buys E-Trade for $13 billion. That's the biggest purchase by a bank since 2008. It's an all-stock deal. Now, do you remember that Schwab bought TD Ameritrade. Now, here we have Morgan Stanley buying E-Trade. The industry is consolidating. Is that going to mean that's going to mean less competition? I think we got to watch out for that. Less competition. Does that mean it's worse for you, the investors? I think it's possible, but you're seeing consolidation. We'll see if these deals go through. I'm pretty sure they will, by the way. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, one goal only every day, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And guess what? We'll do that after this break because we have the last section of the day and, of course, the last section of the week for Invest Talk. So get your questions in 888 99Chart. On the next Invest Talk, this story. President Trump's top economic advisor says the recent decline in U.S. bond yields demonstrates a flight to safer assets in the wake of the coronavirus. That story on Monday. But now Steve Feasley is here. He's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. I was just wondering, can you recommend a couple of good books for starting out investors slash intermediate 
I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm just trying to learn more about the stock market. Thank you. Of course, on my website, we have a book lists. Okay, you took a look at the drop-down menus on the right. You'll see a, a one titled Books. You go there, and then you'll see there's like five types of books I have there. One's called Classics, one's Fundamental Analysis, one's Technical Analysis, one's Economics, one Personal Finance. And every one of those, there's a number of books in each one. Okay, for a beginner, Beating the Street, one of the classics, is really good for beginners, written by Peter Lynch. It's very, very good. Once you've the ones I really enjoy that I thought I got I got a lot out of was Creative Destruction by Robert Forster and Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. And believe it or not, those not necessarily about the stock market, but it certainly explains why why investors do certain things. Okay. Uh, you know, it's depending on what you want. Uh, under personal finance, I like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and The Millionaire Next Door. I like both those books a lot. Now, try to keep focus. Richard Kiyosaki wrote the first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then he's made a fortune trying to write up follow-up books and then pretend that he's an investor. That's all about him making money, not about nothing like the first book he wrote. That got him started. The first book is excellent. You can forget about the rest of his books. Okay? Just my opinion. But The Millionaire millionaire Next Door, you want to be right, like The Millionaire Next Door? You want to be a millionaire? Read that book. That t- tells you how they are millionaires. How they achieve that. Anyways. Won't go into it. But go to my website. i got plenty of books there. Okay? This is Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Love to talk to you. Okay? Um... I want to talk about L Brands. L Brands sold Victoria's Secret. L Brands have Victoria's Secret and bed, bed, uh, Bath and Body Works, two major companies that they have under the L Brands brand. Victoria's Secret, they didn't sell it all off. They sold 55% of it off for $525 million. They retained 45% ownership. One of the reasons they do that is because L Brands, they felt that they're not, they're being, the company is being underpriced. Because everybody's focusing on Victoria's Secret, the well-known brand, and their and price, and that's the brand that's been struggling. So that's one of the reasons why they sold it off, or sold off a big chunk of it, to a private equity firm. Okay, uh, and let's see market composites. So one of the reasons why the market fell hard today is because the market M A R K I T market. Uh, uh, composite, which took into consideration both the service sector and the the uh, manufacturing sector, fell below 50, which, con- which tells you that there might be contraction, that there's contraction. And what really bothered people is that the service side of that was at 53.3, and it dropped below 50, first time in four years. The market did not like that. Now, everybody's blaming the coronavirus for that, though it's called. Now, remember the market, M-A-R-K-I-T composite, that's a private, that's not the official number. It's a private company, but they're pretty good. So I think that kind of freaked everybody out, meaning that the, the market, M-A-R-K-I-T uh, people, feel that the coronavirus is having more impact than initially thought by everybody else. 
And one final talking point before we have to wrap it up, side jobs in retirement, 28% have side jobs in retirement. 28% of, of people are retired. They have side jobs. Now, I'm not talking about being a greeter at Walmart. You know, I'm not talking about being a part-time worker at like a fast food chain. I'm not talking about those kind of side jobs. Something a little bit more freedom involved. Uh, like personal concierge. What does that do? What is that? What am I talking about? People that go, that you work for people part-time that are too busy to do certain things like pick up their dry cleaning or go grocery shopping or, 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 or um, uh, take their dog to the groomer. Being a waiter, not a waiter at a restaurant. Someone who waits for the plumber at the house to come or electrician to come to the house. Be a waiting there. Dog walker or sitter. Or maybe providing rides to other older people. To the store, to the church, to the doctor. You can get paid for all this. Think about that. I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Talk program. Justin will be here on Monday. I will return Tuesday. And over the weekend, I invite you to access the free library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or investtalk.com. You can listen, review, and rate us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.